0: Happy Sabbath. I know everybody is looking outside and the rain and the, the winter time. It's sometimes it's hard to get revived, but that's why you're here today. We're gonna get revived by His Spirit, Amen? Amen. What God was teaching us all week long was that we live in a different time now. The old way that we used to function is not going to work any longer. He said, we're living in a, the time of the spirit. And so he said, this morning's, uh, afternoon sermon is about try the spirit. He said, we're living in the time of the spirit. And 2000, the last year we should say, so we could play this in 2020, it won't be dated. Uh, last year uh, <laughs> was a a year of, dealing with the spirits of this world more than we've ever had to deal with them. We've had to deal with them in in, in battle, we should say. We've battled them, those spirits that come uh, to attack the people of God. We've cast demons out. We've been face to face with them. We've seen them come and try to destroy the body. All these things happen, and that was last year. And let me tell you something. Things don't get better in this world. We have to get stronger. And so he said it's time for all of us to understand the warfare that we're in and be able to to address it and approach it in a victorious manner. And if we would turn our Bibles to 1 John today, 1 John chapter 4, the Lord instructs us in something. He said, I need you to try this thing. I need you to to test these things that you're going through. And, And if you can test them using the right litmus paper, then you'll be able to determine what is good and what is evil. Now, let Ms. Paper, you all understand from chemistry class, right? Okay. Uh, uh, (laughs) We're just trying to find a way to make sure something is either good or something is evil. Amen? Amen. And there's only one way to find out, and there's only one source to go to to find out. Amen? Because we can't trust... Uh, As we, we heard in the testimony readings, we can't trust our own sensibilities to determine what is good and evil. Amen? Now, in 1 John chapter 4, we're going to begin at verse 1 this morning. 1 John chapter 4, beginning at verse 1, it says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. See, there's another spirit out there that has representatives They're called false prophets, and they go out into the world and spread the doctrine of that spirit. Now, verse 2 says, Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. Now, that's not just a statement to be made. There's a multitude of things in that particular statement, because if you believe, first of all, that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh, you believe that Jesus was the Christ the Christ being the Messiah, right? The savior, you believe that Jesus is the Christ and he came to earth in, the, in, in this body, in flesh, amen? amen? See, there's a lot of denominations that don't believe that Jesus was human. They said he had what they classify as holy flesh, that it was impossible for him to sin, it was impossible for him to go through what he went through because he was the son of God and so nothing was gonna affect him anyway. That's not what this says. He came in the flesh, flesh like we are. He was tempted as we are, yet with no sin. So if you hear a spirit that says that Jesus did not come in us like we are, then you know that's the spirit of who? The Antichrist. Amen? And if you don't believe in Jesus at all, well, that's, you can put them people over there too, right? Now let's keep going. And every, verse 3, "...and every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God." And this is the spirit of Antichrist, whereof you have, been, you have heard that it should come, and even now already is, is it in the world. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. They are of the world, therefore speak they of what? Of the world, and the world heareth them. Now, we won't break that down all the way because you all have things to do today, but they are of the world. Now, the key element here is to make sure that thing that he talks about, the Spirit of God, is in you. Then you can make the claim that it is more powerful than the world. We are not sure this morning what spirit lies within us. Our spirit might be in connection with the world, because we might have the spirit of the world in us. So we can't make the statement and says, well, the spirit in me is stronger than the spirit in you. No, if you're not having the spirit of God in you, that is not a true statement. So the key element is to make sure that the spirit that lies within us is who? The spirit of God. Amen? Amen. And we can only measure or only contest that by the word of God. We can tell, you can be a Christian. Let me tell you this. So I don't want everybody to get so depressed they don't want to live. You can be a, a, a Christian and fall to a temptation. Did you realize that? God didn't strike you out of the book because you failed, did he? He said, look, you can have a weakness in your character. You can have a stronghold. You can have a soul tie that is that's pestering you, that is tormenting you, and still believe in God. You just haven't gotten to the victory on that. Amen? Amen. It's the problem is when you desire not to get the victory over it or you try to excuse this element in your life that is Antichrist and you want to keep that Antichrist in you. That is an issue. And this is what we're going to find out today. Amen? Amen. Let's go to the book of Acts chapter 8 this morning. Acts chapter 8. We must understand that there is indeed an Antichrist, and there's indeed a spirit of Christ. And you can recognize them. See, it's not so much what you say. It's it's the spirit that says it. Amen? Let's look at this. uh, Acts chapter 8, verse 5. Acts chapter 8, we'll begin at verse 5. Acts 8. Verse 5, it said, Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. Amen? And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. See, the word of God is what's going to help us. That's what we're going to use to determine what spirit speaketh in a man or what spirit is making a person do this, or a person say these things. And, and Philip went down, and he told the people about who? Jesus. Verse 7, and this is the power that it has, and we have the word of God in us, that spirit of God in us. Verse 7 says, For unclean spirits, crying with loud voice, came out of many that were what possessed with them, and many taken with uh, palsies, And they were lame, were healed. That's the power of that spirit that we claim that's in us. So when we go to do God's work, these will be the signs that God has been with us. But that only happens when the spirit of God is residing as he resided in Philip. Now, let's keep going to verse 8. And there was great joy in that city, but there was a certain man called Simon, which before time in the same city used what? Sorcery. And bewitched the people of Samaria, giving out that himself was some great one. And verse 10 says, to whom they all gave heed, from the least to the greatest, saying, this man is the great power of who? See, this is where we're going to run into a problem. Everyone thought that Simon was the great power of God, but Simon used sorcery. So until Philip showed up, everybody thought this man was the man of God. He was a false prophet. He had the spirit of Antichrist in him. He had the spirit of Satan in him, but because he worked these things, people thought that he was of God. Isn't that very unsettling this morning. How many have we said work for the Lord? How many did we say had the power of God but actually was the devil himself? Because we didn't didn't have a Philip to come and show the true nature of God. We didn't have someone bring the word of God to us and say this is what God is really talking about. This is the thus saith the Lord, not what the world has taught you thus saith the Lord is. See, when Philip shows up, You'll see a difference. Amen. God is asking us to be this Philip this year. All of us. To be the to be the Philip. What we must understand is the power of the enemy is greater than our capability of fighting it on our own. We will never be able to discern right from wrong as long as we don't have a thus saith the Lord, and as long as we don't have the Spirit of God dwelling in us. Do we understand that? So Simon could be Reverend so-and-so. Simon could be your mother. Simon can be your brother. And if you don't know a thus say of the Lord and you don't have the spirit of God in you, you will not be able to make that uh, discernment. Amen? Verse 11 says, And to him they had regard because that uh, of a long time he had done something called bewitched them with sorceries. See, which last year we 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 tried to introduce this sorceries and bewitchment are. Oh, is it use another word? A spell binding source. And we understood that you can be under a spell. Did we understand that? We learned that, didn't we? Amen or only Amen. Just say me, Noah. Yay. Okay. All right. Because if not, we need to go back because that's a point that you need to understand. You can be under a spell. And there are people who practice these things that are in your environment right now. Amen? Amen? Okay, so don't think you got to go down to the forest and in the middle of at midnight and get with the people burning a, a bonfire in order to be affected by sorcery and witchcraft. There are people at your job that are witches. There are some people who know they are and there are some people who are just conduits for the spirit of Antichrist. Some people are more likely to be that conduit because they have have not decided they wanted to walk with the Lord. And when you don't walk with the Lord, who are you walking with? And so oftentimes we find ourselves exposed to witchcraft and and we don't have any uh, barrier built around by the Holy Ghost. So we just get bombarded by it. Sometimes we embrace it. Sometimes we bring it close to it. We won't, oh, yeah, well, that, I, I, that might be witchcraft, but it's working for me. Sometimes we embrace it because it's in our loved ones. Sometimes we get blinded by the sorcery that's being used on us. And we ask God to break the spell now that we can see what it is. Because oftentimes the person being used as a conduit for this spirit is not aware and they need to be saved as well. <clears throat> amen? amen? So you can't counsel humans. Stop going around counseling human beings. We're going to counsel some spirits, amen, in these human beings. Now let's go to Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians. Be understand that, there, that in these last days the truth and error are going to be so closely walking together without the Holy Spirit you won't and I won't be able to tell the difference. And you be, we'll be one disappointed group. Lord, didn't we? He said, no, you were practicing witchcraft all the time in my name. And don't think that can't happen. In the, we're going to praise the name of Jesus. Who did it? It's going to be a whole lot of stuff like that. That's what's happening now. These false prophets are practicing witchcraft. Those who are going against a thus saith the Lord are practicing witchcraft and sorcery as Simon did. 2 Thessalonians, chapter 2. And the brother was talking about the spirit of Antichrist. In 2 Thessalonians, chapter 2, let's start at verse 8. 2 Thessalonians, chapter 2, verse 8. And then when that wicked... I said, then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan and all power, and signs, and what kind of wonders? Lying wonders. Now, they're wonders, right? Mm -hmm. Wow, and you'd be wondering about it. (laughs) You'd be like, man, I can't believe that happened. That must be God. Mm -hmm. Lying wonders. So we can't really say because somebody performed what we would classify as a miracle, that's not really classify them as a servant of the Most High. Amen? Mm -hmm. Didn't Satan have the power to do that? And so, but if you don't know or thus saith the Lord, those miracles are going to throw you off. Let's keep reading. Verse 10. And with all deceivableness and unrighteousness in them that perish. Now, this is why they perished. These, these, the, see, all of these tricks and the, of the ungodly, all these tricks of Satan, all these, these, these antichrists, all these false prophets, the purpose is to do something, is to get you not to follow the Lord. And he said, and for this, uh, he said, and first 10, and with all deceitfulness and unrighteousness in, their, in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be what? Yes. They did not receive the love of the truth. Was the love of the truth given to them? Yes. When you come and you hear thus saith the Lord, is that the love of the truth being given to you? Yes. So when you come and refuse what happens? You won't be saved. Verse 11, And for this cause, God shall send them a strong delusion that they should believe a what? A lie. Why? Because the only thing standing between you believing a lie and you being saved is the love of the truth. You don't love the truth, you will be deceived. You will follow the lie. Are we all right? Amen. That they all might be damned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. That's a hard statement, and I'm glad I read it and didn't say it. That's a hard statement. He said they all might be what? Damned who believed not the truth. Not only did I not believe the truth when the truth was given to them, they had pleasure in what? and going against the truth in unrighteousness. Lord, help us. See, most people don't know that you're being guided by the Antichrist. Most of us don't realize that there's something in us making us do these unrighteous acts. There's something in us that makes us love unrighteousness more than we love the truth. And we claim Jesus. As he said, time's up for that. We're living in a time of the spirit. And things are happening around us so fast in the spiritual world that it'll make your head spin. And we're being swept away. And there's nothing we can do about it if we don't love the truth, if we don't hold on to a thus saith the Lord, if we don't even read it. We don't even have the comforter to come to help us to understand it because we never open it. We're consulting with sorcerers. I want you to take, uh, to take notice of something. Every time you sit down to read your word, find who calls you on the phone. It's not a coincidence. Now, don't go blaming folks for being a devil, okay? They are just happen to being used by it. Find what happens to you. If you have a, a little one, and, and, and you're about to sit down and study, and all of a sudden the little one just loses his mind or her mind. Who is that? It's not the little one, is it? Satan will use anything and anybody to keep you in darkness. And he normally uses those closest to you. Because if a robber came through your house and to your house, you would know what to do. You'd be on guard, wouldn't you? Somebody's jiggling the door at 2 in the morning. You picking up something. But what happens if it's somebody already in the house? Somebody already in your church? Someone already in your family? then what do you do? Go to 1 Samuel. We, as a people, need to come to understand something, that we are giving too much ground to Antichrist. Giving too much ground. Because remember, he said, there'll be damned to those who don't love the truth and take pleasure in unrighteousness. But God said in 1 Samuel, chapter 15, 1 Samuel, chapter 15, This is how we're giving a little too much ground for Satan to walk on in our lives. 1 Samuel 15, we said. Mm -hmm. And let's go to verse 23. 1 Samuel 15, 23. The Lord says, for what? Rebellion. Rebellion. Now, we, 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 we found out that you're going against the truth. You're rebelling against the truth. God says, for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Remember what Simon was, was performing on people? He was rebelling. He was using the spirits of the dark side, the spirit of the, of the antichrist side, in order to bewitch the people. But God said, for rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Idolatry being what? The worship of someone else beside who? The true and the living God. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he hath also rejected thee from being king. He was talking to Saul, but he's talking to us this morning. We give too much space for the devil. Every time we refuse to thus say of the Lord, we give the devil a little more ground in our lives. He's able to rightly enter in. We give him a, 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 a pass. Legally, he has the right to possess when we rebel. When we say, yeah, Lord, but, or I ain't going to hear that, or "Nah," then the devil says, great. I got another foot in. I got another foot in. Every time we go against God or refuse to listen or, f- or love the, other, the worldly way more than we love God's way, we give Satan a rightful hold upon our lives. And does he love you? Are we sure of that? We didn't sound too sure, Isaiah. We think Satan has something good for us. There's nothing good about the wicked one. Nothing. He can't even pretend to love you. The only time he think, people think that, they, they, that Satan is doing something good for them is because they don't know what love is. The little ones, they, you know, they've been trained to get everything they want, so they think that's love. So when Satan says, oh, I got that. Here, what else you want? I got plenty of it. And we think that's love. Whew. Man, I, ain't, I, got, I don't have to deal with that. Now, you never out of your mouth say, thank you, Satan, do you? I hope not. Well, Now, if you do, we can get down then because we, we know what's happening. But we've got to stop letting him come in and holding us. And this is just in our everyday lives. You know the sins that God talked about, don't you? When we go out and participate in them, he gets stronger in us, the enemy. The Antichrist gets stronger, and it becomes harder to resist him because then we'll start losing the desire to hear the truth. You ever had that happen to you? Your life gets kind of out of whack, and you first you, you, you say, well, Lord, help me. Then you say, well, Lord, you ain't with me. And then, well, I forget the Lord. I'm going to go find something else. I'm going to go consult Simon. Simon got television shows. Y'all know that, don't you? Simon has radio now. Simon has books. Simon has a whole bunch of stuff. And Simon is loving to talk to you because you're not loving the truth we go to psychiatrists before we go to Jesus. We were studying this week uh, the, the, uh, the physical, what happens to the brain as it relates to what your mind is on. Remember in, in Philippians, he talks about whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are lovely. Well, they have actually done these studies in the scientific <laughs> world. Matter of fact, it caused a scientist to leave atheism and caused him to be a Christian when they did this study. It's because when you're thinking about things of God, the greatness of God, the goodness of God, your brain reacts differently. Your blood flow changes. New new little tracks are are made to to, to stimulate the goodness and the happiness and the trust things that are in your brain. But when you're negative and you talk about things uh, 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 about, well, God's no good, I'm selfish, and when you start being selfish, the brain does the same thing, but it goes another way. So God's word is not only true spiritually, it also is true physically. Remember the scripture that says, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. It really does. I mean, physiologically, it really does. It starts to tell the brain to do things that it's supposed to have been doing in the first place. But when you start being selfish and self-centered, the body will de- start decaying because you've got to remember what keeps you alive is the spirit of God. And when you connect with that spirit, you get more life. But when you're down and out and depressed and want to blame everybody else for your problems but you, what happens to you? You start to fall apart. Satan's greatest trick. That's one of Satan's greatest tricks. He said, I'm going to make these people rebel. I'm going to make these people believe in me. I'm going to make them find Simon instead of Jesus. And they're going to love unrighteousness more than they love righteousness. How are we doing this week? We have a few days until this year. How are we doing? We become more and more carnally minded when we keep listening to Simon. How much Simon do we expose ourselves to in a day? Willingly. Now, don't tell me, because I I got some people that will go into a grocery store and ask them to turn the music off. Lord, help us. Don't do that, okay? You walked in there... (laughs) You know what they were doing. Go to another store. Uh, But how much Simon do we bring into our lives? How much advice and counsel do we get from Simon every day? Think about that. Just in a day, keep a journal. How many things were told to you today? You're sitting in front of a television. How many things are being told to you? You're told that vision. I mean, at at, at a rate that your mind, only your mind can understand. Your eyes can't even follow it. You don't know why you wanted to eat at 1030 at night. I just don't know. I was looking at the fourth meal commercial, and, and man, that just looked good. (laughs) That happened during the last six weeks, because, you know, the holidays, you know, what happens is you just eat. You know why? Sometimes you eat just because it's there. You're not in, especially around this time when you have little sweets in your house that you don't normally have because you know sweets aren't good for you. But you get up and do it, know it. See, one thing about, y'all gonna learn something about me. I'm Pastor Shaw all day, okay? What I am up up here, that's how I am out there. So I'm not gonna, you know, oh, no, I I never, I'm, no, I'm, mm. I'm gonna tell you example. After the, the conference, the, the men's conference, the, the uh, people from Atlanta said, "Brother Shaw, we saved this for you." <laughs> I said, "Oh, thank you, man. You know, I'm, you know, I'm trying to stay in shape. I'm starting to, you know, man, you know, I'm getting over hump. I'm, you know. Yep. <laughs> now it's something that we don't normally eat because we don't normally have it. It's they were called sweet rolls." And they were vegan. And what have I always said to you, there's no such thing as a healthy cake. Okay? Pan was this big. Thank God my boys were home. (laughs) But that happened. It shouldn't have happened. You get up, you know, I'm not hungry. But you walk in the kitchen, man. And just, you know, you've, you've, well, you've had... I know none of you have been on crack, but, but it calls you. It ca- else? Yeah, we those. Not- <laughs> but the more we indulge in that behavior, the more easily it is to be that. So that's why you have to stop and say, Lord, help me. I don't care if you have to say it out loud and get embarrassed in the grocery store. When you're going down the Twinkie aisle and you're a Twinkie junkie and you, say, and you had to say, Lord, help me. I can't I can't put it down. Yeah, everybody will look at you. But you know what? God will help you. We have to do that with everything in our lives. First, we just ask God to help us determine if this is of him and not of him. And if it's not of him, give us the strength to overcome it, because I hate to tell you, no sin is going to the kingdom. I don't care how many preachers tell you everybody's going to heaven. Everybody's not going to heaven. Everybody's going to try to keep you from going. Remember, we studied about Joseph this morning. You're not going to have a lot of friends when you try to stand for the truth. And the first person you've got to overcome is the demon that lives in you. We're not assigned, the first assignment is to go and point out, we talked about this Wednesday night Bible study, go out and point out what's wrong with somebody else. If you have not come to the understanding that there's something in you that God needs to remove from you, you will never be saved, and you'll be a frustrated, bitter person. We must be more and more spiritually minded and less and less carnal minded. Go to Isaiah. Go to the book of Isaiah. believe it's chapter 8. Because this is what's coming. This is what's coming in your life. This is what is in your life right now. This is what's in my life right now. And you have to be able to have the Spirit of God to combat it. Because everything that's not of God is what we're about to read. And I don't really want you to be hung up on who is bringing it to you. If this is coming at you, it doesn't matter who it is. Because people can temporarily be possessed. You could have a a sweet, loving, wonderful husband. And in one five-minute stretch, he just loses his mind. And, you know, that's not him. Well, you know who it was. Amen? Amen. Let's keep reading. Isaiah, I think we said chapter 8. Let's go to verse 19. And the Lord says, And when they shall say unto you, Seek unto them that have what? Familiar spirits. And unto wizards that peep and that mutter, Should not a people seek unto their God for the living to the dead? Think about this. These Simons that we have in our lives, you know, the television programs, the the radio programs, the the, the churches, the conversations that we have at work, these Simons, he said, well, they're going to come. These are wizards that peep, those with familiar spirits. And he asked this question. He said, why are you listening to them? The spirits of the dead. Why don't you listen to the spirit of God? Who's the who's spirit of life? And verse 20 says, to the law and to the testimony. If they speak not according to this word, it is because what? There's no light in them. Here is when we discover how we can make the the, the difference between the evil and the good by the word of God. And the problem is our understanding of the word of God is tainted by the demons that we have invited in ourselves because we love unrighteousness. So even the truth is error in our minds. Everybody get that one? We're in trouble, aren't we? Because even the truth doesn't look right. But God has a solution. Because God is the solution. Amen? So you can't trust your, your understanding of God. You know you have to trust God beyond your understanding. Let's go to Hebrews. So don't go out calling people wizards people who deal in familiar spirits. High schools are full of them. The whole school system is full of wizards. It was designed by wizards to do what? Sorcery. To make the children not even consider Jesus, let alone Jesus Christ. Jesus, at best, will be a historical figure, but he'll never be the Christ. And if he's not the Christ, what happens to the children? They love unrighteousness. And we read, they will be damned. I know it hurts when you talk, think about children, huh? And you think the devil wants to do something good for you? He's trying to kill everybody you know and trying to use you to help kill them. Isn't that wicked? Hebrews, if we would. Chapter 4 because the Word of God is what we're gonna use. And we're gonna ask the Holy Spirit to give us the correct understanding of the Word of God. Because God says in 4.12 of Hebrews, for the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a what? Discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. If you want to know what your thoughts are and what your intents are, hold it up to the word of God. Notice we didn't say what somebody else's intents were or whatever actions are going on outside your mind. First thing you have to determine is what am I thinking about? What is my motive? Why am I doing this? See, what's one, one, one wonderful thing about hearing just a little bit of Jesus it doesn't matter what you say. You can see what's in there. Oh, people will come to you with the sweetest voice. And you see it. You're like, man, this ain't but the devil himself. And the people standing around you want to know why you reacted the way you did. Didn't you see the person who was just helping, needing help? It's a trick. But if you don't know the word of God and you don't have the Holy Spirit, you will be tricked. But one thing about God, that word is a discerner. And We needed to start asking him to discern our thoughts. Amen? Amen. And our intent of the heart. You can't get around it. You can say anything. And, and you have a, a lot of people get around dim-witted people. And I say dim-witted, I mean dim spirited With it, You know what I'm talking about. Those who don't know the Lord. And they love it because they can say anything and people believe them. They can tell a bold-faced lie and people believe it. And you're like, how did they even think that? What what process did they go to even? That's because nobody's looking for righteousness. I hope you are not these type of people. I pray every day I'm not those type of people. I want to be A person that God can say, well done. But you know what? You gotta start with your thoughts. Because as a man thinketh in his heart, what is it? So when we try to determine if we're evil or what we're doing is evil or what we're doing is of God, this is where God starts. With our heart, with our thoughts, with our minds. It doesn't matter what you think you're doing. Ask God to show you what you're doing. You might have the intentions of a good fellow. You might think you're doing a good thing, but you're doing wickedly, and you have to ask God to help you see that. Amen? Amen. We, have, we have listened. We have been at the feet of the devil a little too long. And we're living in a time where the spirits are running rampant. And without the Spirit of God, you are going to lose. You're going to be swept away. And what's sad about it is we'll be swept away thinking we're doing right because we refuse a thus saith the Lord. Go to Romans, if you would. Romans chapter 8. See, when our mind is stuck on flesh, when our mind is stuck on ourselves, when our mind is stuck on our circumstances or how we're going to better ourselves, and when we talked about envy this morning. Envy is the mind of the flesh. Pride is the mind of the flesh. When these things rule in our hearts, we got a problem. Because in verse 5 of Romans 8, it says, For they that are after the flesh do what? Mind the things of the flesh. Meaning what? That's what they think about. They're consumed with this flesh stuff, the stuff of the world. He said, But they that are after the Spirit. The Spirit is capitalized, so we understand whose Spirit are we talking about? The Holy Spirit. He said, After the Spirit the things of the spirit. He said, so when you're focused on carnal things, all you do is carnal things. But when you're focused on his spirit, all you do are his spirit things. Remember he said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Christ was so much in that spiritual realm that when they hung him on the cross, he was still crying, Abba, Father. He was still saying, Lord, Lord, forgive them. Why? Because his mind was not on carnal. His mind was not on the world. His mind was always with the Spirit. And the Spirit was saying, come on, a little longer. He said, Lord, not my will, but thy will. How many of us can say that today? Not my will, but thy will. And we're not even on a cross. We don't have the weight of the world on our shoulders. But this is what the type of people we're going to have to be. But our minds must be on the spirit. And we must mind the things of the spirit. And verse 6 says, for to be carnally minded is what? Death. So everything that has to do with envy and pride in ourselves is what? Death. Can we say one more time? Death. And we're talking about eternal death. We're not just talking about in the grave. But what? But to be spiritually minded is what? Life and what? Peace. Trying to figure out why we're going the other way. We want life, right? And we want peace. Be spiritually minded. Mind the things of God. On your mind, always the things of God. Verse 7, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. It doesn't know what to do with God. Do we love unrighteousness or do we love righteousness? Verse 8 says, So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. Now, here you go. If what? If so, be that the spirit of God dwell in you. You can't make that statement unless the spirit of God is dwelling in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Christians? Amen. Amen. I know this is difficult, but this is life saving. You will never be deceived again unless you choose to be. Amen. Amen. Isn't that wonderful that you can go somewhere and say, man, I don't never have to be a sucker. I mean, I mean, (laughs) uh, (laughs) deceived any longer. I don't have to believe the okie doke that's out here in these big places. I don't have to believe in the the peace and prosperity message given by the world. I can believe in the peace message that Jesus just gave me. I will have peace because my mind will be stayed upon him. Amen? Amen. (sighs) Second Corinthians. First thing we need to do is fess up. We need to actually contemplate that we might not be right. You think we can handle that? You think we can handle that the best of our Christianity is dirty rags? That we might have to make an adjustment? That the Holy Spirit might have to come in and move some furniture around in your house? Can we, can we just accept that? Because if we can't accept that, we will never be saved. But I'm righteous. Remember, the guy stood up and said that uh, I fast twice a week. I pay tithe of all of my increase. Thank God I'm not like them. He was on his way to hell. We don't know if he made it or not. We don't know if God, It was nothing else written by him. We don't know if he changed his life around. But we do know there was a man standing next to him who would not lift up his eyes even to heaven because he knew he wasn't worthy to call his name. But Jesus said that man went home justified. Why? Because he considered something. In all my righteousness, I might not be right. In all my days of Christianity, I might have it just a little wrong. I have to allow the growth of the Holy Ghost in me. If not, I'm going to miss the kingdom. Fess up, people. Every morning. Say, Lord, bring me closer. Show me the way. I thought I knew the way, but I was wrong. How many of us can make that statement? I thought we were going right, Lord, but Lord, thank you for revelation. Because you people in here go full force. Y'all don't creep down any road. Y'all 65 miles an hour, windows down. So God has to hurry up and catch you before you get too far down the road. Amen? He can use that zeal, can't he? He can use that excitement, can't he? But the Lord says, slow down, let me put you on the right track. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, starting at verse 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, let's start at verse 1. It says, therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not, but have renounced the hidden things, Of dishonesty. He called them hidden things. Who were they hidden from? You. You didn't know. I didn't know. They were the hidden things of dishonesty. We thought we were honest, but we weren't. We thought we were righteous, but we weren't. Amen? I know, I know. We're going to keep reading anyway. He said, not walking in craftiness. What is that? I'm slick. I'm smooth. I can get around this thing. You're walking. He said, we're not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God. How? Deceitfully. Having the word of God, proving your point, and you're just as wrong as Christmas. I'm going to use the word of God to make sure you go wrong. You know that can happen. If I have to hear one more sermon about that sheet and Peter, the sheet. The sheet. The Lord let all the animals come down. He said, Eat everything. <laughs> now we're not telling you what you can eat, can and cannot eat. We're not, that's not even what we, we, we're talking about. But they're lying on the truth. Because if you just read two verses down, it says, Look, man, this is what I'm talking about. These Gentiles I ask you to go to. I always ask me, You want to eat rat? <laughs> no, I ain't no rat. Um, but I said, God said eat everything. Oh, no, no, no. See, see, now you're tripping. Hmm. <laughs> Handling the, God, the word of God deceitfully. And that could be on the other side, too. Not just those that we would classify as worldly Christians. I'm talking about people over here who are supposed to be pharisaical Christians. You know you're not supposed to do that <laughs> based upon this scripture. Amen? Amen. God said we got to get out of that. And the only way, reason we do both of them is because we have carnally-minded Christianity on both ends. Just because somebody's got a long skirt on and somebody has a short skirt on, they're both carnally-minded. Let's keep reading. He said, But by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God, but if our gospel be hid. It is here to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath done something called blinded, have blinded the minds of them which believe not. Least the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. See, Satan's job is to blind us so we won't see the light. That sounds kind of like Captain Obvious. But that's really the truth. Because if we ever see the light, if we ever grab on to the light, what is going to make us go back to the darkness? If you've been dark in a darkness all your days and all of a sudden you find the way, would you ever go back? Satan says, I can't let them see Jesus. Because if they ever find the true Jesus, the Jesus the Christ, the one that came in the flesh. I don't have a chance because what they're going to do is they're going to ask this Jesus to be their God and protect them. And I can't fight Jesus. And Isaiah talks about even that 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 great deceiver, that great enemy can't pluck you out of my hand. He's trying to keep you from getting into the hand of God, because once you're in the hand of God, he can't touch you. The only person that can get you out of the hand of God is who? Is you. We've jumped out a few times, haven't we? Because unrighteousness, we saw that apple, not apple, I'm sorry, that's another lie. We saw that fruit, and we thought it was good for fruit. And we went after it from time to time. We all have our little fruit problems, don't we? We all believe a lie at some point. But God said, I'm with you, if you can just hang with me. Let's go to Galatians. We're going to get out of here. Galatians chapter 5. Please understand, it starts with our thoughts and our minds. Try the spirits of your thoughts. And the way we try them is hold our thoughts and our motives up to a thus saith the Lord. Then you can understand where you are and where we need to go. Then you cannot then maybe one day you can see the one that's coming at you, the Simons that are coming at you, and you have to be able to be of a nature that when you see the Simons coming after you, in the the person of someone you love, you'll be able to love Jesus more than that person. You'll be convinced of something, that God is all in all, and Simon is working in everybody. Amen? Our job in this coming year is not to be Simon in the name of the Lord. Not to be Simon. Well, let me tell you something. The Lord, just make sure the Lord said it. Not the Lord said it, I, and I put a little mustard on that one. Galatians chapter 5. Here's, here's a great method. This is a great discerner, that two-edged sword that he talked about verse 22, we'll start at Galatians 5. Because we said, try the Spirit, amen? Verse 22 says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. If your thoughts are going anti-love, whose thought is it? Who put the thought in your head? It's the Antichrist. If you're trying to get back at somebody, you can stop right there, can't you? Oh, Antichrist. <laughs> Think about this. If you are trying to destroy somebody else's reputation. Who's that? The Antichrist. Get back. I, I know, I know nobody wants to say this, but you're gonna have to say it because you're now held responsible for it. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't have come today. <laughs> You shouldn't have called in today. Why? Because now you're responsible. So if your thought is, I'm going to talk bad about somebody. Antichrist. Mm. Who they think they are? See, we roll rolling now, we, right? I, I, how come I can't have that? Uh, man, I can't stand so-and-so. It didn't even come out of your mouth yet. It's in your what? In your mind. He said, because the first thing is love. Then the second one is joy. If you're thinking unjoyous thoughts, who put the thought in your head? See, see, see? Slipping. Sister why don't they slipping. All right, watch the podcast. If you have unjoyous thoughts in your soul, who puts them in there? So we're not, because the fruit of the Holy Ghost is joy. So the anti-Holy Ghost is the anti-Christ is anti-joy. See, when I say we invite the devil in, some of us have pity parties. Pity parties is the greatest collection of demons you ever want to have in your home. They got popcorn and everything. I just, uh, things ain't working out. Antichrist. I, don't, I didn't read pity party, and it, it said love, joy, peace, peace, long suffering is a product of the spirit of Christ. Lord, I can wait on you. My soul waits all day for my God. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Y'all do know that God inhabits the praises of His people. Yes. You want God to live with you, praise Him. Amen. Now, so when you're at home talking about uh, or is it something, they're just trying to get me. Them thoughts were put in there by Antichrist. Okay? So when that comes, what do you do? Praise him. If you have a Bible, if you ever know what book you can turn to, find the, go just turn to the book of Psalms. There's plenty of praises in there. And just read some. And, that, and guess what? That demon will have to flee. Keep going. We got gentleness. Oh, my. When I feel like getting aggressive, I'm just going to go ahead. Ho, ho, ho. Who is that? Gentleness. I'm just going to beat Jesus into these people. Antichrist. Let's keep going. Goodness. When we have badness. Antichrist. You know badness. You got these lewd thoughts towards somebody. If, he, if it's, if it's, if it's uh, uh, a lust, then we can pretty much n- come to grips with the fact that that's not of God. But there's a lot of other thoughts that we have. When you have those thoughts, go to the Word. Give, the Word will give you strength. When you're afraid, go to the Word. Because God said, I didn't give you the spirit of fear. If you are afraid, who put that fear in you? Unfortunately, we invited him. Because we have no faith in God. You get afraid, I want you to say, fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Say it over and over again until Mr. Fear leaves you alone. You believe that? How many people have been afraid... Man, fear got on me the other night. I said, oh, Lord. <laughs> he said, you forgot. It didn't take but a moment. It overwhelmed me. I said, oh, Lord, Lord, Lord. I just started calling him. Amen. Five minutes later, I forgot I was afraid. Oh, I was afraid. I, 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 but, yeah, that situation didn't change, but I'm not afraid anymore. Wasn't me. It was a power that I called on. And this is what we're going to have to do. When we recognize the spirit of Antichrist in our lives, put Jesus on him. Amen? Let's go. I know you're tired. How about faith? When you start talking doubt, whose spirit is that? Antichrist. What do you do? You talk faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. By faith, the elders, what, obtained a good report. Then you start going down and say, man, Moses, and you start talking about Joshua, and you start talking about Esther, and guess what? Uh, uh, Mr. Fa- uh, Mr. Doubt got to go. We don't use this enough. The sword of the Spirit. Use it. Why do you think he gave it to you? Well, this good to read. Oh, yes, the Lord is good. Man, you better know you're in a war, and you got to take out this sword. It's a 2 edged sword. Ever, I, I know none of you are swordsmen. <laughs> Uh, a two-edged sword is rough. It cuts you coming and going. So let's cut up some demons this week. Amen? Let's decide we're going to use the sword God gave us and the power in the spirit of the word to destroy all these thoughts that are antichrist that are ruling our lives. Amen. Meekness. Temperance. Come on, folks. It's a new year. Temperance. Everybody got temperance down? So when gluttony comes to you, who is it? Oh, when that antichrist came to me on them sweet rolls. <laughs> Say, Lord, what do, you, what do you do? You call on him. Say, Father, you know, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And, and, and Lord, you said, you will give me all things that I need if I just believe. And, 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 and you said, uh, uh, all power is given to me under heaven. You start talking like that. Now, I don't care if people look at you crazy. As you pass by the sweet rolls. Amen? As, you, as, you, as you're going to the buffet. Because most folks eat out during this time of year. And, and you're going for that third plate. Places. <laughs> <laughs> Plates are small. But. Or you, you, you're watching that last television show after four hours. Amen. Think about it. Well, I have to do it. When I, I'm like, I've been out here working out for an hour and a half. What are you doing? That's temperance, or lack thereof. Amen? Amen. Let's keep moving. Against such there is no law, and they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. If we live in the Spirit, let us do what? Also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous, desirous of vain glory. Provoking one another, envying one another. Envy is an antichrist spirit. The envy that we go through. Amen. Amen. Why are we envying each other? Won't you, you get straight. Envying one another. Why do we backbite? Why do we lie? Why do we steal? Why do we try to? We got people trying to break up families. Whose spirit is that? Anytime you see somebody trying to break up a family, you know who that's an antichrist. Got it? Anybody you try to come in and destroy a church, who is it? I don't care if they come in here talking about Jesus. Amen. I really don't, and we well, you shouldn't either. You said I need to know the have this spirit that can discern the intents of the heart. And it's so funny because they do come. Bless their heart, they do come. And they try. And you know what we do? We stand behind the Lord. And we stand there. And we don't move. I don't care how much the enticement is. I don't care how much they try to draw you out. Stand behind Jesus. Don't move. God said if you resist the devil, he will flee. We've had demons in here everywhere. We've had devils in here. We still might. But I'm not interested in getting rid of humans. I'm interested in getting rid of demons. Amen? Amen. 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 Because, you know, we we all might have a little pocket full. You don't believe me? Let somebody turn against you. Let somebody hit the right button on you. All of a sudden, you're going to see horns, pitchforks, everything (laughs) flying out of you. (laughs) Y'all know that was just a now, okay. So Lord help us. Test the Spirit. Where do you start? You. What do you use? The Word of God. What gives you the power? The Holy Spirit. How should we walk? After that Holy Spirit. What should we put down? Flesh. Amen? Amen. Beware of Simon, the sorcerer. And don't be Simon, the sorcerer. Let's have a word.